Previously on Champions of the Earth. So you pull the bag free, but he slips away, vanishes into the crowd. You have a good look at his face. What does he look like? Oh, you know, kind of short, a little kind of long features, really oddly kind of long nose. Elvin, like kind of a Bieberish fey look about him. Looking in there, um, you know, there's... Is anything taken? No, nothing's taken. But there is something added. A letter. And as you pull it out and look at it, it's hastily scrawled, handwritten, and it says, one of them can't be trusted. is like white knuckling all the way there because here we are y'all in the car again past Bumblebee Ridge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Extra careful five miles under the limit. Very carefully driving through town working your way out to the uh, to the outside of town to the outskirts uh, and you pull up into uh, the Bumblebee Ridge recreational area parking lot from which there's a, a nice kind of sward there's a park and then the trailhead that leads up into the mountains an area that Olive I mean, this is basically mm -hmm. your backyard. Yeah. So the trail, it's, uh, it's not on the maps, right? It's like no, some no, um, it's just one that I found while walking around. You can all follow me. Yeah. Right behind you. Yeah, I think Huxley's almost right behind Olive this time and doing the, the blinky blink. Uh, great, as you scan, it appears to be a normal Yeah. Woods. That's fine, he's still just trying to figure it out. Yeah. What you guys do notice, as if you care to kind of be looking around, is that Huxley is doing a lot of blinking. Like his allergies might be acting up. I'm in front. I'm yeah. Hey, Hux. <laughs> I'm sort of putting an arm around you. You all right, man? You seem like you're a little twitchy out here, dude. Oh no, it's probably just uh, you know leftover from driving the car. Didn't want to. Didn't want to repeat. I was just really mindful of deer. Yeah. No, just like yeah. calm it down, man. You're looking a little. Uh, a little nervous. Right. Huxley is super nervous, by the way, just in yeah. general, because like, this is clear. a thing that is happening that... I, it's this way, follow, keep up! So Mel, yeah, Mel's been lagging, and hears that, and like, tries to keep up. Again. And whoa! Mel! Whoa. She's next to you! Uh, whoa, 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 are you the boots on? Don't do that, you scared me! Here's the thing, is I don't. What? You see that, man? That's why I'm asking you. You see this? Yeah, are you okay? Um, yeah, so this is because I was riding my bike to Nico's this morning and realized I was going so insanely fast that I was keeping up with the cars and then I crashed because it freaked me out. Whoa! So, turns out I should probably join the track team. Isn't that cheating? Totally. Martha's gonna actually try to run fast and then like half slide down the trail. She's like, ah! whoa! <laughs> Have any of you had weird things like this? No. Not without turning my suit on, no. 
Uh, yeah, Huxley's not gonna say what he saw, because... Mm -hmm. It takes about an hour and a half to make your way up to the top of this ridge. Oh, Mel absolutely just like ran ahead and like is done because... <laughs> okay. Mel, you get to the ranger station first. Well, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just like... Sure. You get to the ranger station first. I don't enjoy hiking. Okay. And you kick it. Maybe light a smoke. Yep. Great. About... An hour later, you guys come huffing up the mountain. So, uh, like at this point, like I mean, like, I assume Martha was actually chatting with like you know everyone yeah. for a bit. It's been an uh -huh. hour. Yeah, you guys yeah. have been chit chatting, and I mean, you could be climbing this mountain into a dangerous scenario yeah. quietly with stealth, but you could also be chatting. It's up to you. We're chatting because we're teens. <laughs> um, the basically, like, the, I just want to do like a quick check on. Like Martha wants to try to suss out how Nico feels about Olive. Okay. Um, so I think that's an empathy role. So you're just trying to naturally intuit by body language and yeah, and like I think she's like she kind of just brings up uh, she brings up Lord of the Rings, she brings up uh, like a couple of your like she like what she knows like mutual interest like dancing, like what happened at the homecoming like before it went to shit. Oh, you're bad. Okay, got it. So I'm gonna roll against I'm, this to see if I notice the fact that she's doing this. Okay. Love it. And okay. I'm I'm ahead. You wouldn't see my face, but I imagine that I'm I can hear you. Whether or not you know it, Nico's hypersensitive about each of these olive moments, so he knows what they are. The empathy roll feels like what would that would be? Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you behind or in front with me, Hux? I'm. I mean, Huxley's between olive and so everything else. Okay. I roll twos and twenties. Guess what I just rolled? A two. Yeah. Well, Mar uh, Martha rolled a 23. Or, excuse me, a 22. So then, I mean, safe to say then, the way that I manage, um, uh, the, the way I manage that is everything that you bring up, I either make a bad joke that's, like, not the kind of thing that Nico would normally say, or, like, mm -hmm. try to, like, play it off super cool. I glance at Olive way too much. I trip over every trap. Okay. Like... It's just readily like, apparent how, like, both into Olive and also deeply repressed about that fact I am. Uh, and I would like Olive to roll okay. a uh, roll an empathy check as okay. well, just to see how much is obvious. That's only a nine. We are dummies. I'm like actively trying to avoid. Sure. That? It, I'm Olive is actively trying to avoid intimacy right now. Right. Nine. So it makes sense that she would be like, "Oh, they're talking." Don't listen, don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. I don't want, I, just in case you say something about Mel or say something about anything, right. like anything. I don't want to hear, because you kept bringing up like, did you get one? Do, I, I'm like, she's like, I don't want any more praise. It's too, it's gone on too long. It was supposed to be a small moment. Now it's too big. Now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, so she's pretty far ahead. So, and so Martha, yeah, you pretty, you get a pretty clear read that there's definitely a bit of, I mean, there's some kind of, Pretty serious attraction. Well, it's chemistry. There's chemistry. like some kind of interesting, definitely two normal people. This is not two normal people having a normal discussion. Um, Huxley, it seems to you like your friends are having a pretty nice conversation about a lot of interesting things. <laughs> um, like you probably jump in a few times about like, you know, with your favorite sci-fi book recommendations and it's never <laughs> exactly what anyone else is talking about, but like, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, good. Huxley is pleased that like whatever the weirdness was that was earlier is largely past. We're all <laughs> we're all getting along again, and things are good. And that's when I shout back, "We're almost there!" Oh, thank God. As you guys crest the ridge, finally coming with the uh, the ranger station is in view. It's a uh, it's not like a standard. It's not your it's not a ranger station so much as basically a fire watchtower. Um, it oh. kind of lifts up above. That's probably why it wasn't a lot of maps. It's not really something people should be visiting. Yeah. Um, you can hear the waterfall um, in the near distance, maybe a, about 300 yards away or so. The mist is kind of in the air a little bit. It's kind of black. What took you guys so long? We don't have magical feet. I know. I look around, uh, do, uh, just like perception check in general. Is anybody else around here? Roll for it. Me too. It's a tactics check. Mm-hmm. It's a nat one. Doesn't seem like there's anybody around. I mean, I'm gonna assume. I assume I did that when I got up here. So I'm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, for, so just for the record, like, if you're gonna sit around and like looking around and perception checks, you gotta let me know. I mean, I've been wandering around here for an hour and I haven't seen anyone. Yeah, I can't see anybody either. I think we're pretty much alone up here. Okay. Huxley's looking at the waterfall. Okay. okay. With have magical Huxley eyes. Yeah. Okay. Roll for it. Uh, 12. For the waterfall looks waterfally. Uh-huh. Um, as you switch to kind of supervision. Haha, <laughs> supervision. Yeah, this, this, the smoke, this, the, the, the mist, the, the kind of the air around you. It's kind of like you're in the middle of the eye of a very slow rainbow hurricane. It's kind of walls around you. It's in the air. Uh-huh. It's kind of circling this zone. And we're standing in the middle of it. You're roughly standing in the middle of it. Okay, for a um for an 18 in empathy, can I notice that he's looking at the fucking air like he's in the middle of a weird ass hurricane? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um so I, I walk up and I put my hand on on your back and I say, Huxley, I know you're trying to play it real cool, but you can see things like the way the suit sees them, right? It's either that or you're going totally crazy. So, like, tell me you're not uh, going totally uh, crazy. Huxley holds up both hands and says, everybody shut up for just a second. Um, and then, like, keeps your hand on his and then, like, basically holds one out to Olive. She takes it? Um, and says, like, I don't know if I'm seeing what the suit is supposed to be seeing or if I'm seeing something else entirely. But I am seeing things, and we are standing in the middle of something. And if anybody can feel it, it's probably Olive. You, you, you he's seeing things. Martha's she, gonna like, gives you the look. Oh, oh man, are you hearing any voices? Are you hearing any voices, man? No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you though, like we are, we are standing in the middle okay, of. Okay, what do you, what, what do you on, see? And I, uh. I, yes, same. Yeah, or I, or I, I probably I don't follows. say suit on, okay, right? I say hail safe. Hail safe! I say didn't want that, but he was too slow. Um. And, and your suit, both, both Olive and Nico's suits, Krakow? And, Mar- and, and Martha's suit. And Martha's suit and Mel's suit. No, not yet. Um, Huxley, Huxley, doesn't I, know, Huxley doesn't know what it is. He's not check, gonna. And I'm, I'm gonna check yeah. the scanners to see if I see what he's seeing. Absolutely see what you're, he's seeing. No, no. Okay. And is, you it guys, is it centered around the waterfall? No. Just around us. Just around us. Where's we the are center? Sh- ah. 
where's the center? If you start to kind of triangulate and look around, it's a little off. It's kind of if the water falls off to your right, it's a little past the ranger station. And as you start pushing forward, you see that there's kind of an opening. The trees kind of pull back. And there in the middle of this zone is a series of stones. Were they there when we didn't have the visor? Okay. Yeah. They're, they're there. They're not magical stones. I mean, they are they are stones in a circle. Um, growing between them is little white flowers. Can I do a check? This is definitely something that Olive would have assumed was a fairy circle. Like, this is a thing she would have tried to find in the woods before. <laughs> so, have I, can I, is there a role to see if I've discovered this thing before? You like, have does never, this have a name? You have never seen this before. Have I been in this spot and it wasn't there before? Because I hike to this mountain frequently. You have, you have been in this zone before and yeah. you cannot recall ever having seen this stone circle. I'm telling you guys. I don't remember this being here. Yeah, because it probably wasn't. I'm gonna look more closely at the stones. Are there any fingerprints on them? Um, <laughs> Five I'm just in logic. I'm just gonna <laughs> reach down and touch. No, no, no. Huxley says, oh. Huxley grabs your hand. Says, your don't hand touch it. Touches the oh. stone. They're all like, wait, no, don't. Prince. And first opportunity, Huxley pops the suit. Nobody here is killing the fuck out. And the <clears throat> hurricane disappears. And the mist starts to thicken. Uh oh. And thicken. And it stops being a mist and starts being a heavy fog. If I take my hand away, does it stop? It does not. It starts rolling oh, through. Shit. And it seems to be kind of centered around the middle. Uh, it starts in the middle of the stone circle and then starts spreading out. Move within, back. We move back. Go. We move back to the outside of the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And within, oh, I would have never stepped inside that circle. That's yeah, how you no, get trained. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have stepped in it either. <laughs> what? It's a fairy circle. Exactly. You don't and step in it. In as the fog kind of starts to pre within moments, it's almost impossible to see each other within this area. Uh, oh, Martha. All right. Well. As soon as that happens, Mel reaches out a hand and grabs Nico's. Owen! Everyone! Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, your hand grabs Nico's, mm -hmm. and someone hears off the side a kind of a, a rolling, like a thunder. Kind of like a thump. And you see a big shadow kind of cross over the edge. Can the visors see through the fog? The fog is... Thick. It's um, okay. even in the visors. There's kind of a like a it's still like hazy. glitter. Exactly. There's like a haziness to this, as if the fog itself is probably has some kind of mystic charge to it. There's some kind of arcane charge. Okay. I was telling you this isn't some alien shit. We're dealing with some fucking magic shit. And I'm gonna need you all to roll initiative. The next time you lecture us about the consequences of us talking, this is why. We stand around and talk before we go and oh, fuck. into the fucking shit. The next time you... Yeah. The next oh, <laughs> Not sorry. Oh, in the fog, suddenly there's a shape that comes rolling at you. It's like a gigantic... It's, it's boulder-sized, right? It's easily eight to nine feet tall. It comes thrumming out of the, out of the mist. This giant shape comes rolling out of the darkness straight towards Mel coming right at you. Go ahead and roll defense. Six. 
and it, you're able to cartwheel out of the way as it passes. But as it passes, you're the only one who's close enough to see. It's your face. It is your face on an eight foot tall kind of boulder thing that comes rolling past and then disappearing back into the woods. Is it humanoid? Or is it just a boulder with my face on it? And it rolls off into back into the woods. The face is like the size of her face or it's like a big face? It's a big face, a big meatball with head, head with <laughs> Mel's um, face on it. What the hell is that? Um, Did you see it? What, I what? was standing close enough that I was holding her hand. So okay. I, So you felt her you, cartwheel away. Yeah, she ripped away, yeah, and you also saw the, the giant Mel, what the hell was that thing? What did you see? Um, a Mel ball? It has her face on it! Is it attacking you or is it mimicking you? Um, it rolled away? Who has that and turn? it is Mel, Martha, it's your turn. No, Martha rolled a one. Huxley rolled a seven. So yeah. Huxley. Uh, focus. Huxley is pissed. Like, just in general. Like, everybody, like, reached for somebody except him, so focus. Okay. Channeling that energy. Mm-hmm. Nico. I wait for a second as it's, like, rolling around and then. I wait until it, it hits just right in front of me, and as it's hitting, I leap for a flying strike uh, and try to attack it with uh, my fist. Just try to punch it in motion. 15. 16. Okay, your fist flies and thonks it right in its male face. Bop! Bam. Uh, it's backward. Uh, that does two damage. Uh, it feels. No, it feels like face. Got it. Guys, this um, <clears throat> this thing is made of, uh, of like flesh and bone. Uh, it like rolls like a boulder, but it's made of flesh and bone. This is some. I'm telling you guys, this is some fucking magic shit. Oh no! What if you, Mel? What if you gave your essence to like some fairy god, and now it's gonna use it to hurt you? This is a thing that we should be genuinely concerned about. Oh, maybe we can't kill it. Maybe we have to transfer the soul back into Mel. Oh, Mel, do you I feel like you have a soul? Uh, there's like a, there's a, like there's a snort. <laughs> somewhere in the mist. No offense, Olive, but I think we're gonna have to punch this thing. Okay. Sorry, I'm gonna punch you in the face, Mel. And as Olive, as you as you rear back, you say that. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm gonna have to punch you in the face. Yeah. But what the rest of you hear is, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have And Olive, you don't see it. You don't see your friends near you either. And in fact, you don't do anything or see anything for a bit. Hello, reserve champions. Welcome to this, the middle bit of episode 20. I hope you're all holding on to your butts because, my goodness, those were some serious problems our young teens were facing. I sure hope the champions can get out of this one. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, wait. God, gosh, I, me too. I, I like I like being on this show. Don't worry, no, you guys are going to be perfectly fine. I swear. 
No, seriously, Reserve Champions, hello and welcome to episode two of chapter three. We are ratcheting into um, what I kind of am considering like, this is like act one of chapter three. We're kind of reaching a, a delicious little bit of nonsense that we're moving into the back act here. Um, this is something that I have been playing with and planning for a very long time now. And it features some of the very best role playing that I think our players have offered. Offered. Uh, and I'm excited for you to join us as we move forward. Yo, guys, uh, the Nerds Giving event through uh, Nerdsmith, uh, which was our sponsorship drive and fundraising drive for the uh, Trevor Project. You guys, um, you guys did amazing. Every member of the Nerdsmith community who was able to donate and those who were just able to spread the word, like, and retweet, you all really contributed to cause uh, Nerdsmith to blow past their overall target number by something like 600%. I think the overall network settled in at around $3,000, um, which is just bonkers. Um, and you guys, my just big-hearted, wonderfully <sighs> sincere... Reserve champions, um, you guys were a huge part of that. Um, together, and we just got a few more donations yesterday, together you all raised a almost a thousand dollars. Um, we have a few more special thank yous to shout out, um, new newcomers who were, uh, new to the donations. We have, uh, Mitch Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Dietrich Getz. Uh, thank you, Cato, aka Cato. Matthew Westaway. Marthy, Mar, Mar, Marcy, Cam, no, that's not a real one. Never, no, we'll okay. move past that one. Anand Raju. Ooh. Uh, Chloe Wahnetka. Wanutka. Wanutka? I'm pretty sure it's Wanutka. Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> High five, Chloe. <laughs> uh, Isaac Mickleburst. Oh, you nailed that one. James Karaus. Caroline Pitt. Oh, hey. John Walker. Ooh, you, <laughs> you get me into trouble. Simon Tusting, Simon Tusting came back. Oh my goodness! To make us maybe trip again. Simon, I swear to God, I hope we're saying your name right. I Thank you again. I hope so too. And I just love the spelling so much that you, I would not be surprised if a, a Simon showed up yeah. in our game because that's great. Lots of Z's. Uh, Stephen Pope, uh, Kieran Chatwin. Ann Ramos. Oh, hey, Ann. Ann. Thank High you, five. Ann. Thank you so much, uh, Pat. God, goodness gracious, so many. Uh, Pat Doobie. Uh, Jennifer Sander. Kyle Stroud. Kyle Stroud? Kyle Stroud? Uh, I tried to do the British tea drinking voice and I forgot it, but I will remember it before Kyle Stroud makes an appearance again on the show. Excellent. Uh, Jackie Shepard. Thanks, Jackie. Olive. Oh. <laughs> Olivia Adams. Olive Adams. Oh, oh no, man, my brain. <laughs> and Maddie Oleski. I'm so worried about Olive. I just see the name everywhere. It's oh, okay. I know. Poor sweet Olive. Don't worry. She's fine. Anywho, uh, thank you guys once again for donating. This has been wonderful. Uh, we thanked the people. Uh, we also have a little bit of a shout out that we want to give for one of our own. Big congratulations to Marcy Campos. That's right, Marcy Campos uh, has been nominated for a, a bunch of awards at the Audioverse Awards. Audio for Champions of the Earth for her role um, as Martha. Uh, mm -hmm. Marcy has been nominated for best, uh, I think, both dramatic and comedic. Yes, yes, she's a. Uh, 
um, Martha's a complicated soul who, who, who wildly thrashes on both ends of the emotional spectrum. Uh, and we love her very much. She is our A-plus gold star trash child. So congratulations, Martzi. Uh, everybody, you can vote. Yeah, um, you can. Uh, for Martzi in the Audioverse Awards. The uh, the voting requires you to vote in every single category. And so I will just say right now that it is, um, I mean, if you, if you voted in California, um, it's about as much work um, just to basically go through all the props and measures. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things to vote on, um, but... Source the community a little bit. Um, there are There is some good stuff um, in the nominees to, to check out, more or less. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a killer's row of talent. Um, the Audioverse Awards are primarily lensed in on um, audio drama podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. scripted audio dramas. Quote, so, unquote, fiction yes. podcasts. <laughs> fiction audio dramas. Walls, walls, walls. Well, uh, it's, a, it's, uh, it's a, just a delight that they are consider- letting us play yeah. in their sandbox. And if you guys want to vote, you can go to www.audioverseawards.net backslash site, backslash vote, backslash. If you guys want to get more involved with the Nerdsmith community, you should hook them, hook them, hook them up. You should hook yourself up uh, with their Discord, which is uh, at Nerdsmith. Uh, uh, So it's going through some changes, but they have created a special channel inside their Discord just to talk about spoilers, which brings Mm. me to a very important plea to all reserve champions. Yes, this is Icosogon reaching out to you, asking you, reserve champions, to, well, keep this one under your hat, guys. So, yeah, uh, full disclosure. And by that I mean the cast doesn't know what's going to happen in the back half of this episode. I know... I wish I didn't. I am from this point forward playing uh, the hardest game I've ever played in my entire life of keeping what Huxley knows and what Jesse knows very separate. We are still playing. Uh, so there are there are some things that happen in the back half of this episode that have not been revealed to the cast. So if you can... Just uh, keep a keep a lid on it. Please, let's just uh, keep any talking about the back half of this episode to, say, like Beach Bay Live, um, or mm-hmm. if you want to keep it to a spoilers thread. Um, let's just kind of try and keep it off any of our main champions conversations because the cast, yeah, as Jesse says, doesn't know what exactly is about to happen, and they still don't. We are playing next week, and some of these threads will be resolved, so I'm not asking you to keep it quiet forever. But, like, guys, so, you know, we got to pull a little bit of a fast one on you, knowing what was going on in the live show before you did. Now you guys get to play a little bit of a fast one on our players by knowing something they don't. So I'm trusting you guys to do what's right by us. I'm really excited about this arc in general, though, because for the next probably two to three episodes of content that you listen to, you definitely know something that the people playing the game don't. All right, guys. Um, Unless there's anything else, um, as always, uh, we care about you very much. I'm singing you a song because shit is about to get so real. And we hope you have an adventure. Okay. Olive? Like her voice just trailed off or it completely stopped mid-syllable. It trailed off. Olive? Olive! 
All of it. And I run through the uh, scanners, looking through the fog. Hand on your turn. Martha, it's your turn. Um, Martha's gonna go uh, for a... Uh, uh, she's gonna summon her shield and then do a block. Like, just like standing down, shield up. It's raised and she's ready. And she's like, Olive, where did you go? And like, increasingly gets more and more panicked. She's like, anyone's eyes at all? Did anyone see where she went? Mel, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna run through all of the things on my visor to see if I can see anything. Do I roll for that or? No, you don't need to roll for that. Uh, as you scan through, um, you see one, two, three, you, the head, no fifth signature. I'm just gonna look at the boulder. What did you do with her? It comes charging, no. not at you, but at Nico, as it suddenly shifts, turns, and it's a Nico face on the opposite side of Mel coming, rolling at you, its mouth open to give you a big old chompy bite. Use my block? Mm-hmm. So why don't you, this is literally the first time anyone has blocked during Champions of the Earth, so well, now you read how block works. So player makes no attack, but gains plus five defense for themselves or an ally. And then um, because I'm using my shield, it gives me another plus five defense. So it's a plus 10 to whatever Nico rolls. Yeah. So Martha just like dives up. So that um, Nico head comes chomping at the Nico. It's, it's a 23. It's just 17 as the teeth come chomping down. Yes. So. And chomp down right onto Martha's shield. Playing as it's kind of kind of kind of. As the teeth come chomping down, grab the shield and it's going to rip it out of your arm. But the Nico's able to kind of grab it. Pull you back out, and the monsters ah! as it comes tumbling back and, and rolling off into the shadows again. So who, get, was... who gets the PowerPoint for that, Nico? Oh, we should both, both get right. a PowerPoint because it was a successful check. Yeah, and she had to skip Teamwork her turn. Teamwork is it. rewarded. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank, thank you. That was um, and I, I, I throw you your shield. That was a hell of a move. Thanks, Huxley. You're focused. Huxley takes out the whip and um, is watching it sort of like roll around. Um, I am going to use chain, um, which has changed for everybody at home. Mm -hmm. uh, player can attack with a plus four bonus for every successful strike. They get negative one from their total bonus and perform an additional attack. Um, so I think the initial strike is just going to be to stun the, the boulder. Okay, so that's a 22. Okay, so it comes whipping around, it's lashing it in the face. The cold, frosty energy creating a bind, a, a cuff that wraps around the giant sphere. But I suppose your chain continues. Yes, it sure does. Huxley's gonna hit it again. So that's a 23. Yes. Good, continues. That cracks it right between its eyes. Um, this time, however, as it's been rolling, uh -huh. the face that comes, the face that you strike in the middle of, it's Martha's face. It's Martha's face on the edge of this that you just kapow right into the eye, and the eye like blood kind of pops out of that eye. Um, Huxley pulls the whip back again and yells for all Olive. Martha! I'm here! Okay, cool. Um, Huxley hits it again. Uh, 22. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a, that's a hit too. Um, 
But yeah. this time, uh, once again, back to the, on the Martha face. Uh, uh, smash! It's the other. It's right across the no the bridge of the nose. So you know her little freckled nose is now splattered with 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 blood and fro frosty blood. Yeah, go hawks! And we've been doing some real damage, man. We can talk. We can get our friend back. It howls wildly. Is it mad or is it? It's yes, it's very mad. It's okay. very mad. Like, it is unhappy about this entire situation. It's, 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 it's scream is not a sound that Martha would ever make. It cool. is an unearthly. Huxley hits it again. Uh, that's an 18. 20. Uh, and this time it comes slashing uh, kind of over it, over to the side, and it kind of rolls and it's. Uh -huh. A miss. Miss. Okay. This time. All right. But it is still like triple bound. But yeah. yeah I mean, it's triple bound. Unfortunately, it is a giant sphere. Yeah. So it doesn't need arms or legs or limbs to move. Um, but it is it's bound. Like rolling kind of awkward. Like it's, yeah, it's got yeah. a little bit of a yeah. It's kind of got a, a, a chunking, a, hitch. a yeah. hitch in its roll. Exactly. Papu uh, Nico. I am going to focus. Yeah, you tell me, um, can I also scan this thing for elemental energy? Yes. You okay. Can flip on your visor as you focus. Uh, you see that this thing has uh, four kinds of elemental energy, all kind of twisted up in it. Uh, Ignis, Fire, Lux, Glacis, and Terra. Okay, guys, listen up. I'm scanning it for elemental energy. See for yourselves if you want using the visor. The one energy that it doesn't have is the one person we don't have. This has to be connected. Wherever she is, it's wherever the life of this thing is. Maybe if we defeat this thing together, it can take us to wherever it's taken all of. Doesn't it make just as much sense that we're feeding it with our energy, but she's not because she's not here? Yeah. What if we just trap it left? Okay, so straight up, if she's gonna say, let's leave, I need to know. Does the energy look like it's coming from us? Well, it's not, it's a, it's a being of energy. This isn't us, Mel. This is some magic shit. I'm not leaving, not leaving Olive. We can't leave Olive. I'm not leaving either. I didn't mean leave, like leave, leave. I meant back away and see if it got less powerful or something, like we were feeding it. Martha, it's your turn. Martha's gonna go ahead and block again. Uh, you lift your shield, getting ready, Mel. I'm gonna go with an elemental attack and I'm gonna shoot my crossbow at it. You load a mystic bolt of energy, and you fire. And your shot goes wide, whew, hitting a tree behind it. It is now the head's turn once again as it comes rolling for you, Huxley, with a giant Nico face. It's the Nico face as its teeth come gnashing for you. And Martha. This is the block. Yeah. Okay, so that's a 10 plus... Whatever you roll. Okay, 17. Plus, shit, 14. Martha like sees it rolling, so she has to start booking it on her little feet. And so at one point, she's like literally, like she leaps and her shield goes bigger. Like she's had like the Captain America size shield before, and it's like almost, it grows to like a, almost like a... Phalanx kind of like yeah. Spartan shield size. Yeah, she sees like Hux, not make the dodge, and so she kind of like swings in 
I think while that's happening, Huxley basically just sort of like drops into a slide <laughs> like behind her. Nice. Uh, it grows to a much bigger shield as those teeth once again come scraping across the metal and then bouncing off as it, you know, returns to its rolling attack. Huxley has just had a wonderful teeth. idea. Okay. Two things I know. Um, when sub-zero temperatures touch fog, weird things happen to the moisture in the air. Um, when it impacts on surfaces, it forms kind of like a rhyme. So the longer that this thing, which has been struck by the whip, has been rolling around in this fog, it should basically have started collecting frost. Frosty cold. Frosty cold. It is also at this point now bound a couple of times with these bands, which it has not. Frosty cold bands. Brought, but which is, so it's not like perfectly, it's not perfectly round anymore. It's very true. So it should be getting harder and harder for this thing to make a revolution. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can buy that. Science. I can buy that mm -hmm. as science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's slowly kind of developing a bit of, it's, it's, it's eyebrows are getting, frosty. you know, kind of frosty and it's, it's getting, yeah, it's getting a bit of a chill to it. Yeah. Um, Huxley wants to trap it at this point. So rather than attacking it directly, um, Huxley wants to start basically like, wants to attack the trees near it and sort of bring them down in front of it. Slow it down, like literally slow this thing's roll. Uh, that's gonna be a, a check against the nearest tree. Uh-huh. Uh, to knock down a thick, mighty Central Californian pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say you need to roll at least uh, an over 15. Nope. nope. Then you, 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 your frosty whip kind of cacaos against the bark of the nearest pine. Um, but it's definitely an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I think we gotta slow it down. Even then I then I look over towards um, uh, towards Martha because it, it is about to be my turn. You want me to take out the trees? Try slowing it down. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you know what? Because uh, I'm trying to like do this tactically and shit, I'm gonna throw superhero in. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I advance, which means I get an additional action. I get a chance to take them another tree. Yeah. Cool. So your super heroic fist flies towards a tree and lands that fucker, sending it toppling down. Uh, in the woods, boom, it crashes down. and Ideally right in front of this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, great. I, uh, I, I look across the way to a tree that's sort of perpendicular, and I roll at that for a 20. Uh, 20 is a hit. Um, so I grab that tree and throw it down, um, essentially blocking the thing's exit mm -hmm. uh, from here, and I have an additional round. Uh, so I will, because I critted mm -hmm. on an unarmed strike. Yeah. So then I'm going to reach over. I want to see if I can get a tree that can like pin this thing down like from the top. I am trying to make a triad. Fucking great. Fingers grip the tree. Fuck. Uh, so that's a 14. And the, and the 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 level is fifteen, so I am boost. going to use uh, a boost. Do you have two power points? I do. Then boost away as you feel that surge of energy. That then it comes scrambling down. Cocaboosh! Three sides of a giant pine box for this giant head creature. And I land on top of the third tree. <sighs> Nice job. Thanks. Ed, glad there's all these trees. Oh, it's not gonna be happy about that. Oh yeah. Maybe we like, don't tell her. 
and the head in the middle of this these woods it kind of it, it rotates it turns to the Nico face and it looks at Nico and it turns to the Huxley face and it talks turns to the Martha face it turns to the Mel face Blinks. hey it turns to we are the champions of the earth name yourself and it opens its mouth, all four mouths, and lets loose an, an unholy scream. And we pause. I'm going to need the three of you to leave the room. Aww. All right. The three of you. Four, Unfortunately, I need the audio producer here. Otherwise, oh, I would throw him out, oh, too. Shit. Okay. Fine. Okay, but it's cool. But I mean, I've kept many secrets so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that secretly Hux doesn't have parents and is a robot and is. You know, <laughs> yeah, we all know Huxley's a robot. <laughs> it's like that TV show where the little girl's the robot. <laughs> Huxley's oh, the small robot. wonders. Yeah. Oh shit! But you've seen me eat. Here's a better version. Well, this is. I just. I'm nervous. Olive, uh, in all the chaos, you heard your friends screaming, you heard them, um, you know, this this conflict kind of uh, breaking out around you, and then just like they lost any kind of connection to you, you lose connection to them. Am I still just in a white cloud? You are in the white mist, and then there's a breeze. It kind of parts the fog around the circle. Martha? Nico? Hux? Mel? Anybody? Can, can you hear me? We can hear you. It's alright. Oh, it's alright. Who's that? How do you know my name? I didn't give you my name. You don't have permission to have my name. Oh, well, Olive, you'd be surprised by how much I I, I mean, you've wandered in these woods so much. One of the only people who does, actually. Are you a fae? Oh, sweet Olive. Perceptive. Clever. Olive, I want to come out. I want to see you. And I want you to see me, but... But if I do... I'm afraid I'll scare you. Are you planning on being scary? No. Well then... Not to you. Are you planning on being scary to my friends? Because I won't like that either. I can't control how people feel about me. I don't look to cause any trouble. It's you. I just want to talk. Okay. Um, well, then... I'm ready. I want to talk to you. You've waited a long time to hear that. And from the mist, kind of, it seems like it's from the mist, but it's the fairy circle. He was somewhere in there and he seems to be kind of, he seems to kind of step out from a shroud. You see first a long thin, stick thin, a second, and a hand with fingers like twigs, the arm, the skin is blue, 
he slowly steps out, a long, jagged-faced creature. Ears, long and back, hair, just white. Beautiful, like silken waterfalls kind of tumbling down. His clothes are a brocade of, of, of gilding and, and, and beautiful, but also very natural, like a, almost like a, like a golden moss had kind of just grown around him. He's at least eight feet tall. He stares at you with his black eyes, familiar black eyes. The angel. Well, I've been called many things, but I'm not sure an angel's one of them. Are you a dream weaver? Oh. Well, yes. So you did that to us? That's to you. The dream. The dream that, that, that you made us all have. Oh. About you. Or someone like you. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it was you exactly, but but I, I mean, I've, I've seen your face before. Oh, well, I'm not sure if I can take credit for that, but wouldn't be surprised if you'd seen my face before. I've, I've been watching you on it. Like, like, like a guardian angel? Yes. Yes, like a guardian angel. Olive, you gotta understand, you're the only one who cares. You're the only one who spends time in these woods. You're the only one who appreciates what we have here. This beauty, this magnificence. And yes, if I have to seem like a guardian angel, that's that's what I am to you. Because you're worth it. My ability to, to walk around is perhaps a bit limited. The, the nature of this place isn't exactly kind to me and my folk. You kind of see he takes a, a dainty toe and he kind of runs it along the edge of the circle very specifically does not step out of it. I'm really sorry that some of this got set on fire. That may have been a bit of my fault, but I, I, I tried to make I tried to make amends and 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 um Understood. It's alright. Fire is not the worst thing that can happen to a forest. In fact, I'd prefer if more of it burned down. From burning, we have rebirth. It's the cycle. It's a cycle. A cycle of death and a cycle of life that <laughs> A lot, a many, too many perhaps, tend to get in the way of with their buildings and their cities and their roads. They forget about the natural balance of things. Something I know you haven't. Are you the only one here? Are, are you like the spirit of the forest or, or are there many of you here? Oh, here? No, I'm quite unique. Whatever name you have for me, I'm sure will be the best name I could possibly think of. What should you call me? Do you have a favorite flower or plant? I'm not sure if it's an appropriate name for myself, but have you ever noticed the, the acidity from the pine needles turn the soil so rich? You blossom the most gorgeous hydrangeas. I'll call you Hyde then. Hyde. I love it. Thank you. Hide. Olive, I knew you were the one I could trust. Okay, wait, though. Um, I know fairies are, are, they're, 
You like to play games and, and you like tricks and stuff. How do, how do I know this isn't a trick? Uh, Olive, I would never trick you. I mean, yes, we okay, are. Okay, I have a question for you. This is a game. Oh, I love games. I used to leave cakes for the fairies in this woods. Were you the one eating them? And what kind of cake was it? If you say you've been watching me and you're my guardian angel, what cakes do I leave? Straight 14. 15. Okay. Olive, I'm afraid I, I don't know what cakes you were leaving out. I'm afraid if you left out cakes, they probably went to the raccoons. Yeah, it looked like they ate them, but I was hopeful. Olive, I... I'm sorry about the circumstances of this meeting. I certainly didn't plan on your friends to come along. And I apologize for the, the subterfuge. I didn't want to try and unveil... I mean, I just didn't want them here. They, they get in the way of, 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 of what it is that I have to tell you. But our time might be short, so, so I needed to tell you. What? Olive, one of them can't be trusted. I've been trying to tell you, I've done every way I can to warn you, but you didn't seem to listen. You spent time with him anyway. Wait, Esmond? That dullard. Yes, Esmond Chong. The only other person to come wandering around here with his little sketchbook and his little sad sack, little stories that he'd tell himself. So Esmond didn't leave me the note? No, of course not. It was you? I left you the note, of course. Esmond was like a... my eyes and my ears and my hands. Were you having him spy on me for you? I wasn't spying on you, Olive. I was watching. But he was. I was the one piloting the car. Oh. I just had I, to I, I want to do an insight check on that because I want to, it's like a, what does that mean, <laughs> piloting? Mm -hmm. Uh, 19. I only rolled a five. You get the distinct impression that it's a kind of control. You hypnotized him. Oh, we prefer glamour. He was never going to hurt you. Just needed to get close to you. See you. You made him break the rules. You you got him in trouble, and he's gonna get <laughs> beheaded because you did that. Oh, oh, wait! He's going to get beheaded. No, the boy's going to be fine. I'm sure. So wh why why did it, why did I dream that? Why why did you you dreamed? Yeah, you you said you said that we broke the law. I that Edmund that Edmund Esmond um he he used the power and he broke it. Oh well now. That might be a bit true. Mortals aren't necessarily supposed to cross the fairy circle. I'm afraid Esmond did. And you're certainly not supposed to bring anything back from the fairy circle. And I'm afraid, in the form of my glamour, Esmond did. But Olive, you have to understand, it was for you. Your friends aren't your friends. One of them one of them, I can sense it. This is what I have to tell you, Olive. Then tell me. One of them can't be true. I've told you. I know which one. I, I can't tell. I just know I can see it. In the lives of the people that are circling you, 
the fates, destiny, the people tied to you, Olive. One of them is black. One of them is, is foul. Just kind of toxicity. Something unearthly. And I don't mean unearthly. As he kind of spreads his arms. Yeah. I mean, I mean wrong. Like, like the taste of iron. I can't have that. I can't have that kind of danger around you. He kind of gets close to you and he's towering. I mean, he's a good eight feet tall and he's looking down at you. He's not crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you. It's you, Olive. You're all that matters. Why? Because I love you. Olive. I'm your fairy prince. Okay. You You wanna prove that you're my friend? Pardon Esmond Chong. Well, I'm afraid that's beyond my power. Why not? You're the one that got him in trouble. You should be able to get him out. Oh, well, I mean... Even if it was just accidental. And her tone softens. Even if it was just for me. Wish it was, but I'm afraid it's, it's out of my hands. The rules of the land say that those who break the rules must be punished. He's in the hands of the guard now. If the royals decide that he's interesting, he might be uh, turned into a bird. He might be uh, turned into an interesting kind of half-man. Maybe he'll be turned into a stone, able to see all of time from his vantage point atop a mountain. Can he just be turned into someone who doesn't have any memory of being here? Oh, he would need to be quite the lover to earn such a kindly reward. I'm afraid He's almost certainly doomed to a far worse fate. And that my friends are safe? We're a team. Your friends aren't safe because they've chosen to meddle in powers they can't possibly understand. And that's a burden that they've brought on themselves. No, they didn't. We, this, this happened to us. We didn't choose this. We were chosen. Chosen choice. It's all destiny. It's all in the cards, and it's already predetermined. Then we didn't stumble on anything. We're meant to be here I together. Meant to be in danger. Esmond Chong's fate has decided. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I can't leave the circle. Well, then what can I do? If you can't leave the circle, tell me how to save him. No, Olive. He doesn't matter. You should just. But he forget. does. He has a family and a mom. I need to roll a social convince. 21. You see him kind of look at you and he, he, he stalks back to the other side of the He has a soul that doesn't belong to you. He's nothing, Olive. Don't you understand? He's just another mortal. Exactly. So he means nothing if you let him go. I can't let him go, Olive, because I don't have him. Then He's- help me rescue him. <clears throat> Prove you're my prince. If I can help you, Olive, rescue this Esmond Chong, would I be your prince? Would you be my princess? Olive, it's the wonders of the world. 
time and space open to you. Nature, clouds, the sun and the moon, they'd be, you could hear their songs all of It's everything you've always wanted. If you agree, I can help. And he pulls, actually, a strand of his hair, and it magically kind of wraps itself into a ring. A white ring. Pulls it out. We can save his life, Olive. And I can show you everything else. How long does he have? You should be the first to know that time is a tricky concept. And it deals with the Fae. She is just staring at the ring. Um, I won't give you my answer before. A lady deserves time to think about her marriage and, and her prospects. If we do this, you're proving that, that you're there for me and I will give you my answer once he's safe and my friends are safe. Do you accept? If we get him back, we return Esmond Chong to your precious home of Beach Bay. You will be my bride. I will decide when it's done. If you don't help me, it's a no. If you do, it's a maybe. And I want to connect. <gasps> and I want to step towards him and take, I want to extend my hand to accept the ring in the palm of my hand. I'm not saying no. I'm just not saying yes. That is an attack. Yes. I want to add free spirit into this because she's being asked to be chained down. 18. 15. Olive, consider this ring to be my promise to you. We will save Esmond Chong's life. And in so doing, you will see that I'm a man of my word. I think you'll see what I have to offer. And I think you'll make the right choice. But let me say this to you. What you choose to tell the others will be entirely up to you. One of them, and I don't know which, one of them, not, is not, what they see. And from his lapel he pulls a black rose. This is the Roshan Dove. Take these needles on the foes. A single prick of blood will tell me whether or not they can be, they who are they, they are who they seem. I do this not for me, I, I don't worry about them. But for you, Olive, you're my everything. And I could have to see you safe. Will you take this rose? And will you promise me that you'll try to discover who can't be trusted before it's too late? I promise that I will discover who can't be trusted. And he reaches out with the, both the rose and the ring, 
and he puts the ring in your hand. And as soon as he does, it vanishes. And you now have a white circle on your palm, kind of like a burn or a scar. So when's our first date? I didn't picture our first date having company. But if you want to find Esmond Chong, cross the circle. If you'd like the others to come with us, I suppose we'd have that be a consequence as well. Shit. All of nods. And says they should come with so we can keep a better eye on who not to trust. Now you're thinking like a clever girl I love. Absolutely. So you wish, so it shall be. Let's go get our people. down confetti and kind of bits of glittery falls down and the smoke and the uh, mist starts to fade away. Did the head just explode into glitter? And there's Olive. Yes. There's Olive? Standing in the middle or standing in the middle of the fairy circle. Olive, where did you go? Hi! Okay. <laughs> As a blackbird kind of flutters and lands on her shoulder. Also, this is Hyde. Welcome to the Fey world. Don't eat anything and don't give anyone your name. What? What? The, the, the bird that, wait, the bird has a name? Yeah, I named him. We're gonna go save Esmond Chong. Hyde's gonna help us. Oh, fucking Esmond Chong. It was magic. <laughs> I was, I was right. We were right, you were right. Huxley holds yeah. up a hand for a high five. High five! And I walk over, I <laughs> high five you as I see <laughs> Olive is just beaming. She has got the biggest happy smile on her face. So again, where did you go? Here, I showed up here. I, I kept calling for you guys and then no one answered and then, and then I heard hide. <laughs> and then um, you know, we got to talk about Esmond and, and you know, so, I'm help sorry, us. you speak bird now? No, no. It's the Fey world. They bird do that. Kind of hops down and it hops to the stones, hops along the stones. Doom, do, 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 do. Then back to Olive's shoulder. Are we good to cross? Hide. <laughs> yeah, I think you're safe. Martha's gonna run up to you, like. Okay. And, like, she's like, are you okay? Yeah, uh, uh, full hug tight squeeze. Oh yeah, get that right back. As you cross the stones, there's a 
kind of a, a, a little bur a burst of wind, it kind of poofs your hair back. Nothing crazy, just a kind of a tingle across your skin. I, I put my finger up to hide and, and um, let him come sit on my hand. Can and puts his little beard face by your face oh, real fast. And then I, I scoop him mm. and put him in front and I say, okay, hide, take us to where they're holding him. Wait, so we all like without a choice crossed into this. None of, well, she crossed over the stones. <laughs> okay, so we're not all going anywhere yet. Like, I'm sorry. Martha, you just bought this shit immediately and crossed over? That seems ill-advised. That's what we came to do. We came to rescue Esmond Chong. Mel. Right? I walk over to Mel. This is crazy. You know that, right? Like, what? Is any more crazy than an aliens behind the moon or a giant rock that gives you magical powers? I don't think this is bullshit. And I take, I literally let the helmet off. I look at also, and, and, and he is, his mind is blown. This is all too much for him. He is still like a 17 year old boy, but you also see like a resolve in his eyes. Um, you see the like superhero. If we don't go get them, a boy is going to die. I don't want that on my conscience. Do you? Um, and like she uh, turns so that her back is to them, and like you can see that she's she wants to like cry, um, and she's just like looking and she's just like, <sighs> just, just afraid. This is ridiculous. We don't know what's over there. It's bad enough over here. This is all really scary. But that's why we have these suits, and the masks, and each other. And I know they seem like a bunch of fuck-ups. I know we all seem like a bunch of fuck-ups. You're so cool. And we're all not. Okay. If we all rely on each other, if you rely on me, and I rely on you, and sometimes we let Martha help. We have a lot less to be afraid of. Uh, Huxley walks up and uh, she just like, like does this. Wipes he just eyes. holds up a hand because you know. And I think hopefully you remember that that's cool. Uh, fear's good. That's the thing I've learned. So hold on to that. And remember to listen to it. It's okay to be afraid. I know you've been afraid like this, basically this whole time. And I think what we've been learning is that we got, sometimes we got really good reasons. So, I don't know, I think we're all here for a reason probably. And I've been mad at you because I was mad that you were afraid and not helping sometimes, and now I'm wondering if maybe you're supposed to be afraid. But I guess I'm doing a good job, huh? Well, 
I'm just saying, I'm gonna pay attention. Okay, whatever. I just, I don't wanna talk about this anymore. Let's just. Do you wanna go? I don't wanna be left behind. I guess that's good enough for now. And she just like grabs both of your hands. And then we go, right? Step over the stones? Yeah, step over the stones. Huxley's the last one to do it. But he does it? Yeah. And as you guys step over, you each feel the kind of wind blow in your face and the tingle, but as soon as you step into those stones, (coughs) and it is a, a harmony of bird song that seems to kind of lift off into the sky and the light changes and the sky above the blue sky above is no longer blue it's it's white it's white and the sun in the sky isn't a sun it's a black orb and the trees in every direction are red into the horizon and you see an impossible skyline in every direction. Champions, welcome to the land of the Fae. Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced an audio designed by Jesse V. Hill. Featured in the cast were Gina DeVivo as Olive, Marcy Campos as Martha, Amanda Powers as Mel, Jackson Lansing as Nico, and Jesse V. Hill as Huxley. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. The secret word is hydrangea. So you already love D&D, obviously, but you want to sharpen your skills as a DM or player, right? Enter Dear DM, a Dungeons & Dragons advice podcast where I sit down with your favorite dungeon masters and answer D&D questions asked by you. Natural 20 is nudist. Um. (laughs) A plucked kanku. Charisma. Dump sack charisma. Really? (laughs) Great questions in the community today. Some really fun bits to to talk on and expand on. So Episodes release every other Tuesday and are available at nerdsmith.org or wherever you get your podcasts.